This is TJ Talks. Listen at your own risk. Alright, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Jed. And I'm Teresa. Wow, can you believe it? Here we are in, in January of 2012. And we're, we're so lucky because we have the internet and we can talk here over... We don't the, have the internet today. What? What are you talking about? There's no internet today. <laughs> Just go to Wiki. There's no internet. It's the death of the internet. January, Stateline, January 18th, 2012. Well, the day the internet died, or almost died. I'm thinking it's on life support because I think the protests have sent a message. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, the big vote was supposed to be the 24th of this month. And so okay. they wanted to make sure there was enough time to uh, send, a, send a strong, clear message of, you know, what, what the damage will be if they go forward with this legislation. And so just to kind of recap for those who haven't heard by now, SOPA and PIPA, those are the abbreviations for these two laws that Congress and the Senate, they're one's congressional, the one other one's in the Senate. I thought those were the sisters to Kate Middleton, SOPA and PIPA. Oh, is that right? (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. Oh, well. (laughs) One's the protection of intellectual property and let's see, what's SOPA? It's a... Save our stop online piracy. Yeah, that's right. Stop online piracy. So we have. Which let me let me say this before we get going into it. Neither of us are for online piracy, right? You and I don't want to ever infringe on anyone's intellectual property or anyone's ability to make money on the internet with their artistic endeavors. Right. 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 But we're artistic. We want to make money with ours. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Explain to explain to everybody why this is so horrible. Well, it's so horrible because what it really this is the the big deal, and this has come up before. There's no due process of law with these laws. That means that somebody can say, "I believe that you've violated my intellectual property. I want to take down done on your website." Right. Your domain. That's all they have to do. That's all they have to do is just say it. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what? So your so let's say Google, for instance, you know, Google, you have indexed my song. I want your whole domain taken down. So all the whole of Google goes down because one person says, You have violated my 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 intellectual property. And, and the people that don't care enough, in my opinion, yeah. are the people that say, oh, that's an extreme case. That would never happen. And and I just don't buy that for a second. Well, it, you point – it's easy to point to great examples like the lady who had her kid dancing and there was some music in the background. And the RIA came in and they did a takedown notice and all sorts yeah. of stuff and tried to take her to court. They've prosecuted 12-year-olds in suburban Chicago for downloading too much music. I mean, it does happen. And so for you to just fold your arms and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal, it is a big deal. It really is. We're giving people who already make zillions of bazillions of dollars anyways, quite Mm -hmm. honestly, the ability to hurt the people who probably – Give them the most amount of profit anyways, which is American citizens, because none of that is going to affect the piracy that occurs outside of the United States. Yes. And even if they take down domain names, it will not erase the IP addresses and will not remove the computers that exist outside the United States. Not yet. No. (laughs) But 
But here's here's the interesting thing, and I wrote an article that I've posted online in various places about the death of the internet, and that you know we could see a new internet come up. Well, right now we kind of have like this international standards and stuff like that. But what really stops somebody else from deciding that they want to create their own internet? Well, because Al Gore already invented it. What do you mean? There can't be another Al well, Gore inventor. No, but you know, <laughs> let's say some other country says that America's screwing up the internet and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, right. you know, like the domain system, they don't like, we, you know, let's say someone says, you know, I don't like the way that you guys are running it, making a big for-profit deal. We're going to, I'm going to make it a not-for-profit deal completely, and I'm going to create my own name system, I'm going to create my right. own stuff. And, and here's the thing, they can still use the same infrastructure that's on the internet. That's already on the internet. Yeah, aye, they aye, could, aye. yeah. so that, that's why uh, the internet could completely change in the future. Um, well, for those that know us, you and I, and yeah. that do listen to our show, A, we appreciate you, and B, it's it's not an exaggeration to say we could go to jail for having had, you know, a background music clip on the show. Heck, so I won't a... do well in jail. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be anyone's bitch. I'm not doing that. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have co-ed jail. So they don't have co-ed jail. I mean, well, I, when you think about it, it's three square meals a day, right? So that wouldn't be so bad. And you healthcare. get to work out a lot. Healthcare. Healthcare. That's true. Man. Well, maybe let's rethink. All right. Quick, put on some music in the background. <laughs> I'll just play a ringtone or something. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about the internet and it's being turned off. Let's talk about my problems. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about your t- problems. I understand you had a flat tire. <laughs> hi, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rant for about three minutes and then I'm gonna be over it. And maybe it's gonna be the last time or next to the last time I'm gonna make this rant. Mm-hmm. I was posting some flyers yesterday around a local college campus and in promotion of my Toastmasters, right? So right. so it's all self promotion. I get that. I have noticed in front of the Claremont College Library that I have a flat tire. Bummer. Giant bolt nut screw thing stuck in my tire. So that's kind of a drag. Then I go to change the tire and realize that I haven't done that in a couple years. I'm not on an indie pit crew. You know, I don't mm-hmm. do much with that. So start taking stuff out. And of course, my car is filled with stuff. I got to strew things all over the sidewalk to make this happen. Long story short, I get the tire out finally. It takes me about 49 minutes to get the tire changed, which is not going to win me any records. But in the 49 minutes that I am changing the tire, a 42-year-old woman in business attire and heels in front of a public, well, sort of public library, in front of the library of the college, Mm -hmm. at least 200 people walk by because they're exiting in and out of the sidewalk, going into the building. Not one single person bothered to ask to either help me or can we call somebody for you or not even if someone just commenting like, oh, bummer, you got a flat. No one spoke to me. And it was comical the way I had to change it because I, I had to stand in the back of my car to move the wrench in order to get this thing to release the jack, right? So I look ridiculous. And then when I try to get the lug nuts off, I'm standing on the lug nut wrench to try to get kicking it, cursing out loud. No one says anything. And then the kicker uh-huh. is the freaking campus security drives by me three times, not, not once or twice. Three times, never bothers to stop, help, ask. I I get it. Maybe there's liability issues. He can't do that for me. But seriously, when did common decency just go away? I just, I was so upset and angry. And I came home and I told my children, my boys, if you ever, 
ever walk by somebody who obviously looks like they could use some help and you don't offer and I find out about it, I will kick you both in the heads because I cannot believe that any of these kids, whether you own a car or not or had the experience or not, could have offered to help. But you know what? Guys generally are kind of chivalrous about this sort of thing. And and, I mean – and that's to put it in a nice way. Yes. Because <laughs> quite honestly, uh, what guy doesn't want to help out a pretty girl? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's the debatable part because nobody offered. And and the bottom line is is that I was capable of doing it. It's do, not like I couldn't do it. But it would have just been nice. Do you, like, do you have AAA? I, I do not have AAA. Oh, well, you should have so called. I guess I should get it, but – I have that would have saved my problems. I have AAA. You should have called. I'd just give you my number. And you could have said, hey, here's hey, my next number. Next time. Yeah. Next time I need a jump start because Lord knows I won't get it from the general public or at least not from the kids at Claremont College. I was so disappointed. And I, I know people that go there. And I understand that that is one anecdotal slice. But seriously, at 3, 4.30 in the afternoon, I can't get someone to say, gosh, would you like some help with that or anything? It just was really, really strange and disheartening. So that's my complaint. What about you? What's your uh, latest debacle? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Today I'm driving to work and I'm listening to the New York Times podcast, which I listen to. That and I listen to another one almost every single day. And they usually go about the entire length of my drive. So one of the stories today in the front page is that Paula Dean is coming out with type 2, has announced she has type 2 diabetes. Well, if you're an avid listener of this podcast, you would know that she is on my Deadpool list. <laughs> I can't believe you had such foresight to put uh, her on there. Yeah, well, that was the whole thing, is that I, I said, you know, nobody can eat sticks of butter and, and live. It's right. Just, it's not possible. And then all of a sudden, this happens. So I tweet to Teresa. I say, hey... Guess what? Who has who has Paula Dean on their celebrity Deadpool? <laughs> you know, and and so um, I all of a sudden a bunch of my friends followers on Twitter have said, "Oh my God, that's the most insensitive thing that you ever posted." And I'm thinking to myself, "Wait a minute, hold on a second. If you read the article, you find out that the fact is that Paula Dean had been working." behind the scenes to work out a deal with a pharmaceutical company yeah. at great profit to promote a, uh, a anti, you know, a diabetes drug. A type 2 diabetes specific drug. drug. Yes. yes. And that, um, you know, she was going to make lots of money from that. While at the same time, she continued to promote the unhealthy lifestyle that she was leading. Mm-hmm. And now... Um, the controversy is that someone thought that maybe I was being insensitive to people who have diabetes. And well, we have this whole "is it too soon to tweet" thing that yeah. we always laugh about. And no, it was not too soon to tweet. No. Uh, first off, um, I am very um, appreciative. In fact, I, I think that's part of my whole philosophy: is that um, the if you are, you know, it almost flies in the face of people who really are sick. Who real you know to say that oh you know this person has this and they're promoting you know healthcare for people who have this problem no that's not the deal the deal is they're self promoting to make money for themselves 
Right. You know, and really, right. they're in some ways they're hurting people who really have that that problem because, because to con- yeah, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. I mean, they're not <laughs> donating the money to charity to the you know to support the development of more drugs and stuff like that. They're not trying to figure out ways to get it for free to people yeah. or cheap for people. They're just promoting it as you know, hey. So she's going to continue on one road of selling her butter-laden cookbooks and her amazingly decadent food books and shows. And then the other road she's going to travel on is going to make her more money from the people that she is indirectly uh, infecting with type 2 diabetes. Right. So the empire gets bigger. Now, you bet. Now, mind you, I think that a lot of her food is pretty good. And of course. As it was stated in the article, in moderation – Well, her quote was, and this is the part I had a problem with. She says, I've always preached moderation, and I don't blame myself for this one bit. And it's like, wait a minute, Paula. You can't have it both ways. You just can't. Right. And and I know that people have diabetes for many different reasons. And it's not just, you know, it's not an obesity thing anyways. I mean, for some people it is. Right. But there's a lot of people who are very big and don't have diabetes. Right. You know, it's, it, it's, I mean, that's just, that, and that wasn't really the whole gist of the tweet anyways. It had really very little to do with diabetes. It had to do with the fact that this is a person who obviously promotes unhealthy eating habits, period. Forget the disease. Right. Right. And, and then they get something. Who cares what it is? But it's something health related. Right. That was what the tweet was about. Well, and bottom line, the tweet was also about that we have this crazy Deadpool. Well, that's right. And that she was on it. And, 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 I, and it's you like, had see, I no told way, you. No way, this yeah, well, is when you chose her. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was a little frustrated to hear that somebody gave you a hard time about that. And my other point to you on that is that you tweet a lot, you Facebook a lot, and all your stuff is always positive, funny insightful, informative. So for someone to take issue, you're, you're not Gilbert Gottfrieding this. You're not tweeting about the tsunami. You're making a comment about someone who oh, I've lost a ton of respect for now. I just, I'm very disappointed in her. I mean, I've eaten at her place in Savannah, Georgia a number of times, not just once. Okay. I mean, I, her food is fine. And she, and generally she's a very jovial lady on TV and she's, you know, seems like a really nice person and everything. But I do kind of see that this is all about a financial empire. And for people who don't see it that way, because they are internalizing it as a, you know, an issue about a medical problem, that it, that may be, but that was not my intent. My but intent, she chose to make the medical problem profitable. And yes. that's the that's what we're questioning about her. Yes. You cannot, you know, you can only add so much butter to that to make it go over and go down smoothly. So that whole mixture just smacks of badness to me. I, she's entitled to make money hand over fist. That's fine, mm-hmm. but just be honest about your motives. And nobody ever is. Well, yeah, that's it. And you know, in a way, it sort of segues into the real topic of today. <laughs> That's right. We, we do have an actual topic today. today. We just had so much to get off our chests. We had these anvils full of nuggets of conversation I we know. had to get off. I know. And today's topic is continuing on the seven deadly sins with envy. Get to know envy. That's what we're doing today. Yeah. So in our, our seven deadly sins. Do we know what number this one is? You know, I some don't. of the rankings they mix them up, right? Like you don't know which number is which. I think 
lust has been at the top and then, you know, pride's been number four, but then I see it listed as number six. I don't know. Okay. It's so just very important N- to me that NV I, I see here in my list uh, is number seven. Uh, oh, well, so. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Well, well, actually I'm looking at the list that's, and it actually shows, uh, <laughs> it shows nine on the list. But let me see if I can get it on the. But it's the low ranking one. Yeah, it is. It's number six on number six. All right, almost the bottom of the barrel. Because (laughs) the the first in one list that I'm looking at, it says lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, we're doing envy. There's no specific order. We're just doing it in. What seems like it makes sense to us? Whatever at the time. works, right? Yeah. yeah, and we're gonna yeah, we'll hit lust around Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's talk about this envy thing, right? And it and it means more than just the surface jealousy part. Well, that's the funny thing is that there's both jealousy and envy. They are actually two separate things. Okay. People don't realize that they are two separate things. That uh, envy is about things you you envy things Phys- you know actual you know things like i i envy that that person has a an iphone okay right you envy the iphone right jealousy is about people oh okay you, like you're jealous that that person has a beautiful wife or husband or kids okay that would be what you're jealous of. Sort of the intangible things are that what you're jealous it's of. Jealous of the relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that that drives people to do crazy things. Oh yeah, yeah. So unbiblical things. Yeah. So that's the the thing there: envy versus um, uh, jealousy. And then we should talk about the counterpoint of it: is that there can be some motivation in envy, right? So. Like in greed, the motivation to be a little bit greedy can bring about prosperity for yourself in a way that can be productive. And envy can be productive. If you admire someone's iPhone and you think, you know, gosh darn it, I need to get me one of those, and you do, then that's fine. Then it's a good thing. Not a good thing, but not a bad thing at least. Well, and this goes back to the Ten Commandments in my opinion. So that's the biblical okay. a biblical thing is that you have the both of those things jealousy and envy are actually two of your ten commandments because but they don't call it jealousy and envy in the ten commandments it's called coveting right and, and so commandment number nine is you know thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife because as you know that only all these laws are for guys. They're not for girls. <laughs> well, women don't really count, right? right yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and then, although I might covet my neighbor's wife, she's pretty hot. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, then the tenth one. Uh, uh, let's see here. After that is, uh, let's see here. It's coveting their all of their stuff, their house and their possessions and. Yeah, they're, they're oxes. They're, they're at, yeah. They're slaves and all that jazz. Oh. Yeah. So, and the, that's the physical stuff that we're talking about, and that's really the envy that that desire. So, how would you, you know, how would you go about getting one or the other? Right. You know, what one is you might work hard to acquire. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. 
you see what right. they've got, and then you want to have that. You know, it's another. It's it's one thing to want similar stuff. Uh-huh. It's another thing to want their stuff. To take from them. Yes. To get it for yourself is one thing. To take it from somebody else is a different motivating factor and a little bit more evil. I think so. I think so too. I think, yeah, it's pretty fair to say that you should want what you want for you but not at the expense of somebody else. Right. Right. So that's, I think, where the two – the two things differ. And All right. So where would you put yourself on the scale? Because I, I definitely feel like – I feel like I'm not a jealous person. And we're, you know – I guess I'm envious of things and we're going to talk about that. I mean we both have a list of things we're envious of yeah. or jealous of, whatever we want to call it. But um, I don't know. Do you feel like you, you're bothered by things like that or how do you feel about that stuff? I, I, you know, the only thing I do is I go and I look at some people and I go, how do they afford that? When talk from an envy standpoint, I'm not really a jealous person. I don't look at right? people and go, "Man, I really want that person's wife or something." Yeah, because I already know that the grass is not greener. On the other yes, side. exactly. I think that's the deal, right? Yeah, you know, can, we're, can, we are yeah. all somebody else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> I think this is why, and I will gladly say this out loud that my husband is not a jealous type, uh-huh. and um, and I think he's almost like, yeah, you know, do whatever you want, hun, because I. I just I know that nobody else is going to put up with you, kind of thing. Um, my wife, my wife's totally jealous because she uh, gets you know her dinner brought to her in bed and breakfast wow. in bed, and you know she gets uh, let's see all sorts of her lunch is made for her in the morning. And, yeah, oh yeah, I'm jealous of that. Jeez, what else do I do? I do all sorts of stuff. Well, that's nice. Well, you know what? I don't think it's horrible to have a jealous uh, a significant other. In fact, it's a little bit endearing. Obviously, you want them to care about you. But um, it's when they become the controlling, you know, sleeping with the enemy kind of jealous oh, yeah. people that yeah. you have to draw the line and say, no, this is not okay. Who are you talking to? Yeah, it's sweet to have a little bit of, hey, what's that about, you know, kind of thing. You, you want it, them to grab you by the arm and go, this is mine. Well, but, I guess. But that, that's about as far as you want it to go. I guess. Yeah, there's that really thin line of, yes, it's sweet. Now stop it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate your enthusiasm about me. Now let it go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I think it is a strong sign of trust and all of that. But then for people that 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 tend to be jealous of relationships or things – I don't know. I'm sure there's just deep-seated stuff that that comes from, right? Insecurity or whatever, and it just happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Your thoughts, well, people out there in podcast land? Podcast land. <laughs> yes. Tweet to us about how jealous you are of our, you know, substantial ratings and our <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcast fame that we uh, have here. Don't covet all the fame that we have. That's right. for sure. <laughs> so, okay. So I found something online when we were discussed the envy topic that I thought was rather interesting and it's called Facebook envy and it's actually something that's becoming a little bit um, of, a, of a known thing. Okay, So a study asked, is Facebook making you sad? And it reveals that peering into everybody else's life on Facebook, mm-hmm. you really get a chance to examine your own life and determine, well, I'm not on that vacation or I'm not having this good of a day or I'm not doing whatever it is that somebody else is posting about that's so great. Because let's face it, the majority of us post the highlights of our 
existences, not necessarily the lowlights in general. Oh, you know what? I had con- part of my conversation with someone today was about that. And I said that I rarely ever will, uh, especially on Facebook, do not put things like if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, I really, yeah. tr- I try not to put that on Facebook. I don't think my friends really care to do that. I mean, unless I'm, you know, this, this is it, you know, I'm, I'm checking out. <laughs> if it's your last cry for help on Facebook. Yeah, like last cry yeah. for help. Maybe I might do that. But, uh. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I agree. And I think, well, I guess I'm a hypocrite because yesterday I did post my grumblings about my flat tire, but even my post was trying to, was trying to be humorous about the fact that, you know, I was cussing and changing my flat tire all at once. Oh, but, but the, you know, that's complaining. Then that's different. I think we all do complain about things, you know, the okay, frustrate, being frustrated about situations. But I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, life sucks and I'm feeling depressed. And I, I mean, I have some friends who do that. I have friends who do that too, and I've blocked some people because of that because really? I can't take their negativity. I just don't enjoy it. I don't need to see that. I think I think I go to Facebook to look for the positives that are happening for other people. But I mean, I have some friends though, and they do post that. And if they're really posting that, I feel like, man, I really wish I could do something, and I feel uh, that I can't. You can't help them, and so then you feel powerless about that, it, right? And exactly. You feel bad about it. And you can give them the old, you know, cheer up or hang in there thing. But that feels sort of, I don't know, not phony, but definitely not, there's not a lot of weight behind it because it's a post on Facebook, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you do what you can. I mean, I, right. And I guess it's your, it's our new way of having a hallmark moment for people, right? You know, you, know, you just want to reach out and give a person a hug, say, you know, come on, it ain't that bad. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I I, I will say this, though. I did see somebody who did post, and I ended up uh, messaging them, and we had like a long, maybe an hour conversation. It was just, you know, I mean, I I know that there's times when people need cheering up. Sure, sure. And sometimes it's just needing to talk to somebody to kind of, you know, turn you you around and get, I mean, we we all need that. Um, And I think it's more a sign that people aren't doing great when they don't post very much. Like if there's not a lot going on or nothing good to say, then and you haven't heard from a friend that's a pretty habitual Facebook poster, then you can assume maybe they're having a couple rough days because they haven't put anything on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, I think that other people we uh, that you know everyone does something different, and um, you know, I, it's just uh, understanding who your friends are and being willing to. I mean, because if someone says, you know, my day is sucking, you don't, there's no unlike button. (laughs) So, right. There is no unlike button. So, you you know, and you're not going to hit like, so you just do you ignore it? Or then what do you say if you don't ignore it? For me, for me lately, I've been putting the unhappy smiley. The smiley, unsmiley emoticon. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's kind of my way of, of my unlike. So do you, okay. So we feel there. We feel empathy for the people that we know are having a bad day or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, there's 500 million social network users in, in theory, probably more than that. Now it's going to be a billion by 2013 or something like that. Yeah, but that most of them are Chinese and they don't count. They don't count. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to have – the... Oh, boy. We have to talk about this on a podcast about Foxconn. Have oh. you seen the factory? No. Good. I feel so bad about my eye stuff. Really? Oh, it's a whole nother show. 
and and it's horrible. So we'll have to talk about that. But um, I, well, yeah, I do. I do really actually have a real issue about anything where it's uh, slave labor and all that kind of stuff. I, Which is what it is. is yeah, it? for twenty three percent savings. But wow. yeah, that's a whole other show. Well, we, um, yeah, okay. 500 million social network users plus, right? Mm-hmm. And they only put the good stuff, most of them. Yeah. So us spectators can be kind of envious sometimes. And, and the study that, that this doctor, uh, psychologist Alex Jordan did, he's now at Dartmouth, but he conducted the study while he was at Stanford. It shows that this has a negative impact on people's moods. And his quote was, if we could overcome the need to compare ourselves and to quote unquote keep up with the Joneses, then maybe the effects from these studies wouldn't be a problem. But apparently it is being a problem. Like people are – the takeaway for a lot of people is that everybody else is having a better time in life on Facebook than me. So really? yeah. yeah, because what we put on display is – he says what we put on display is how great our life is, the cars we drive, the vacations we go on. Nobody's life is that perfect and viewers feel like their life is lacking. So, well, I, just, let's see. I drive a car that cost me brand new two, three years ago, less than fifteen grand. <laughs> hmm. Let's see what others, you know. But I love it, you know. I guess I'm just happy with what I got, which isn't a lot, and and maybe that's okay. And maybe that's the message everyone should get, right? Yeah. Not yeah. So he just says, remember the next time you log on and get Facebook envy. The reality of one's life may not be as glamorous as, as their profile posts or boasts would suggest. So I just thought that was really interesting and that here again, one more way that the social media kind of, you know, has a little impact on our day-to-day existence and our psyches. Mm-hmm. That's true. That Absolutely. Um, I, but I still, I mean, I, like, I mean, I, I could look here at some of the various things. Part of what I see on Facebook is a lot of news and sites that I like. Right. So that's interspersed with all the people. With the people. With right. The people. Exactly. And then in fact, I wonder I almost want to have a feed of my friends only and then all the things that I like, I want that separate because I get all you know, you get it all in one thing sometimes. But mm-hmm. oh well. Enough tech talk. Yeah. So should we go over our lists? Sure, let's go over our lists. <laughs> Uh, so our list, we decided to write down what we're envious of or jealous of, depending upon if it's a thing or a person or whatever. So we came up with five each, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, have an, I have another one. I'm going to add one more to my list. Oh, I you got, got six. six? I got six. Okay. I was going to say, for me, touting the fact that I'm not a jealous person and I'm certainly never envious, I came up with these five pretty damn easy. So, uh, And I'm going to do mine from the least, the thing I'm the least envious of to the most. So how are you going to do yours? Uh, no no specific order. Oh, they're all the same in e- equality to you. I, I guess. That's fine. Oh, all right. Well, what's your first one? Um, uh, my first one, I, I think this is, I, you know, it's weird. Tall people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, for, okay, now preface that because not everybody knows that, that you think you're not tall enough. Well, yeah, I'm only 5'1". <laughs> <laughs> I think you're tall enough, but okay, all right. But, but you know, for from a guy's perspective, it guys are, are supposed to be, you know, somewhat tall. You know, you look at at what, uh, you know, what people are have that expectation. They make more money. Tall people make more money. Uh, there's just a whole bunch. I hear these statistics all the time. Is that really true? I, you know, I don't know, but it just seems to me that 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 wouldn't 
be so bad. So I was thinking maybe I would have my that that surgery thing where they break your legs and <laughs> you know they put the rods in, and then I could maybe get maybe one or two more inches. Would it be worth two more inches? You're going to have both legs broken. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm actually many... pretty happy being short, but you know what? I mean, I, I do see sometimes, and, and I forget that I'm short. That's the other thing. And, until I see a photo of me with a group of people, and I'm around all the giants. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. If you could pick a, a, a height to be, what would you be? Five five would be fine. Oh, five I mean, five. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been upset with just you know four more inches. Come on. Wow. Hey, no one can be upset with four more inches. Put up exactly. Exactly. <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. Speaking of envies. Okay. Now. <laughs> All right. I am a little envious mm-hmm. of famous people, but I'm going to say I want to be famous like Tom Clancy's famous. You know, the author, Tom Clancy, wrote Hunt for Red October or whatever. You can go to a restaurant or to the grocery store. Yeah, like nobody's going to notice you. They don't know who you are, and you're a bajillionaire, Uh and and you have all this esteem and prestige. And maybe at a Barnes & Noble, you might get recognized, but you're not going to be swarmed. You can walk the streets of your hometown. You're not like Bieberized, right, where you're Uh just going to be – fans are going to go crazy for you. But it would be nice to – have a little fame in a circle that you wanted to be famous in, right? Literary, whatever. So uh-huh. that's my number five. That That's what I would be. Okay. Or like whoever the number one cellist in the world is. It's like, I want to be that guy because <laughs> nobody's going to know him <laughs> or her. <laughs> that's good stuff. All right. You're going to be very surprised about this next one. <laughs> I am jealous of Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland, the whole place? California, because okay. I, I, you know, maybe it's it's like comfort food. I go to Disney World here in Florida, and I go as often as I want, pretty much. And I live here, and I think that most people would be like, oh, my God, that's the best. But then I go to Disney Land in the resort there in California, and I was like, you know, this is easily as good as what we got here in Florida. But then I there's like that extra childhood memory thing. Oh, yeah. For me. And sure. so, so for me, I'm jealous of Disneyland because I wish I could go more. And um, that, that, that really was a, an awesome time for me. So. Oh, I like that one. I understand. And I think I would say, well, I can't necessarily disagree with you. I'm not, I'm not more jealous that you live in the Orlando area and can go there anytime, even though I love it there. Huh? But I got the original Disneyland. So That's I'm it. not jealous of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. All right, my next envy thing, I guess this would be envy because it's not about a person, is that I'm envious of people who can speak more than one language. I really, really wished I was multilingual. And also, I'm envious of those people that don't look like, you know, if I uh, am me and could speak Cantonese or whatever, and nobody would suspect that, right? It's not like I even have an inkling towards that, that, um, ethnicity and to be able to speak a language that you have no idea about would be really, really nice. I'm totally jealous of multilinguistic folks. I, I, you know, I would put that on my list. That would be a good one, but I'm, it's, yeah. it's not on my list, but it should be because I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Totally. Okay. With you there. What do you got next? I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm envious of girls. Of girls. Okay. I almost put envious of men in general, but you know, okay. I, I, you know, and, and, you know, I think that it would be cool to be a girl for one day just to know what it's like. 
just one day. Yeah, yes. no, I don't want to be a girl. I mean, right. it, it, but I mean, it's that idea of that. It's not something that I have. And so I guess that's why you kind of covet what you don't can't have but or want. You romanticize the female experience. And, and I say this because I am a female and I live it and I, you know, didn't get any love trying to change my tire yesterday just because I'm a girl. I know. So but, I know you think that the world would just be eating out of your palm if you were a lady. And absolutely. Truth, absolutely. You know, I mean, girls have, you know, this curvy body that's so beautiful that we love. You'd never leave the house. I would never. I would break toys that would, that they would, <laughs> I mean, it would be crazy. <laughs> Making toys. Okay, that's funny. Um, I know what you're trying to get at, and you want the experience of being a female and the positive things that can happen. I just, I think you're overrating it a little bit. You know, so. for, for me, I would be the uh, female at the time of the month when I couldn't do anything about anything, <laughs> and I would just be bellied over in pain. The Murphy's Law of the, your one wish to be woman, uh, you know. Right. It would happen. I would have breakouts with acne and putting on yes, makeup. Yes, it wouldn't work. And, yeah, all <laughs> we women put you know panty liners in our armpits. Are you really envious of this? <laughs> okay, I, I, I take that back. Take it back. Right? <laughs> That's why I didn't finally put being a man for a day on my list because I just thought mm, I really don't need that. So, well, well you know, there's this song by uh, you can Google this, everybody. It's a band called Uncle Bonsai, and it's two ladies, and they sing a song called "If I Had a Penis." <laughs> so if you want, listen to that. That is very funny. And they, oh, bonsai. They, okay, I'll yes, it's very, right. very funny. All right. The next one I have is very vain, mm-hmm. but I'm really jealous of people who don't look their age. Really? Yes. I really, 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 really am jealous of that. <laughs> I can't put any more reallys on there. Um, you, you mean that look younger than their age? Correct. Yes. Because the, <laughs> there's way. a lot yeah. of people... I hate to tell you that look way older than their actual true, age. True. Yeah. And I, there's no I, envy there. <laughs> I think I know that, but, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that out of, out of a self pity thing where I don't feel like I look okay. I'm just saying I look my age. Right. And that's fine. Really? I am, I, 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 and I appreciate, I'm not fishing for compliments, but I will take them freely. So feel free to give them. But, I know people and I know women that just look freaking amazing, you know, and I just wish Sometimes that I I felt like I looked younger because I always joke about my age and I'm definitely not afraid to talk about it. But um, no one ever goes, "Oh, you're 42." I'm so shocked. <laughs> Nobody ever says that. Really? See, now I would. <laughs> See, because you're my friend and you like me. And well, you, you know, want to be a girl for a day. <laughs> you're right. Know? Well, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I, I go places and I ask that question. Other than the fact that I'm losing my hair, I keep thinking that I look pretty young, but maybe I don't. And well, and I think you actually benefit from your height factor. Yes, or your lack of height factor that you feel because you are shorter. I think people interpret that as being younger. So yes. you've got that going for you. I, so. I think so. Get a good toupee and shoot, you'll get carded at the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing about being short, to, to go back to that, is I wonder if, do people, and maybe you know because you saw me recently, but do people look at me funny, like think I'm a midget or something like that? Do, do no, I, am I not stop. height, weight, proportionate or whatever? Because uh, I think I'm like height, weight, proportionate. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm standing around other people. I feel like I'm 
you know, normal. And then I see other people. And, and this is the worst part is when I run into another short guy. Okay. And then I see, and I quickly, it's like that. I'm like, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> I like, wait. And then I see some guy and his head is like way big. And I'm going, he is probably has, you know, one of the characteristics of being, um, a short person. Right. You right. Know, and I, cause I don't want to offend anybody else today. The little which people I, in the, the audience. People, yes. yes. And, uh, <laughs> but that's how <laughs> I feel. But I know I'm not, I mean, I joined the Navy. If I had a problem, they probably would have kicked me out. They wouldn't have let you in or they would have told you that you, you had some sort of diagnosable, uh, shortness, shortcoming, yeah. whatever it is. Um, <laughs> you're definitely not Vern Troyer. So don't, don't go there. Okay. There's no munchkin cast call that I would send you to. Oh you're absolutely God. proportionate. <laughs> I, I I know that it's a bummer for you, but you know, for people who don't acknowledge that about you, because I just think of you as you, it's, oh. it's funny that it consumes you the way I'm sure it's crazy that it consumes me that I don't feel like I look, you know, 22 anymore. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think you're next. What's next? Okay. My next one is people who don't have a nine to five job. Oh, I, okay. I, I meaning like people who, are, you know, they, 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 even if you work 18 hours a day, but you right. love your job and you work for yourself and, and maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe cause I, maybe there's less stress and you work nine to five, you go in, do your job, you come home and you don't have to worry about it. But I mean, I wish I was, you know, making the money that I needed to make and that I really just concentrated on being a creative person and doing that kind of stuff. And maybe it's similar to what you, what you were talking about being famous, but yeah, for me, it's not so much the fame. It's just being able to do what you love to do and be able to make the reasonable money. I mean, I don't need to be a zillionaire. I mean, right. we, we all want to be a zillionaire, but I mean, it's just, just be enough to live and survive and that not have to wake up at four thirty in the morning. Like I do to go to work and yeah. have to report to somebody else and have to deal with difficult people on occasion and all that kind of stuff where you could just, you know, I could do my artist stuff. Right. If you just want to be <laughs> off for a day, you could be off for a day or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I guess anybody who runs their own business and, and maybe has that flexibility would say, would scoff at us and say, well, you're crazy because you can't be off because no. if you're not doing it, then you're not making money. That's right. But the drudgery of the day-to-day aspect, Monday through Friday of the get up, the go, the work, mm-hmm. the thing, the come home, that does wear on us. So I agree with you. And even though I don't have a traditional nine to five type job, uh, yeah, I, I certainly, you know, go to work every day in a different way in a little different form than you do. I don't go to an office, right. but, uh, yeah. You still it have is. someone you have to report to and, oh, you yeah. have, and you have the whole, I mean, it's the whole Obligations. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yes, I agree. That's, that's a good one. I could be, and, and I could tie onto that. I have a little bit of envy. This isn't on my list, but of people who love their jobs, like, you know, I'm a little jealous of my husband. He really loves this job. And I, I wished I could say that I do. And I'm, hopeful that my employer isn't listening <laughs> <laughs> you do love your job but it's you wish it was a little bit more of the same passion that yeah passion or whatever or that i felt like i was doing something good for the planet or i don't know those are the things that i wished i felt in my job but uh-huh. yes i am doing good work don't get me wrong but not but not that i'm passionate about i'm not saving any children with cancer let's put it though mm-hmm. 
Right. Understand. <laughs> okay. So, so what, what's on your list? Next? All right. So I think we touched on this a little bit and you just touched on it, but genuinely people who can draw or are artistic, really musical, I mean, you know, whatever you want to call that. I don't have any artistic ability in as much as a sketch pad and a pencil gives me a panic attack. I just I can't even think of trying to draw something that would resemble what it was I was supposed to be drawing. I'm just not talented in that way. So let me take you away from that <laughs> out of your mind. Okay? <laughs> because I wouldn't claim to have great artistic talent and I've been messing around, you know, with these watercolors and stuff like yeah. that. But you know what? Whatever you create is your art. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to be able to re- rep- you know, recreate the Sistine Chapel and though that is art. I know. I, I don't know? know if I've shared this story on the podcast before, but this was many, 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 many years ago. I was trying to help paint some scenery for a show that JP was doing at the time. And I was supposed to paint a snowflake onto a a wooden sled that was part of this prop for the show. Mm-hmm. And get it, snowflakes, pretty random, easy. They can look like anything, right? They never look the same. Right. So all of my snowflakes looked like swastikas and they just looked horrible. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be Nazi. I'm just that unartistic. And the snowflakes looked horrible. And and it's just it's just not good. I just Whatever the hand-eye coordination of painting something or drawing something and having it turn out the way you want to on the paper, I don't possess that. So I wished I had a little bit. It, you know, also like the uh, – what's the drawing in Spinal Tap when they're trying to draw their their set that they want and they end up drawing it on a napkin and they draw it 11 inches tall of Stonehenge versus the 11-foot tall of Stonehenge. Oh. Like, I can't draw anything in the right perspective, the right size, the right anything. I, I, I can't very well either. I'm, I'm not very, I mean, but, but you know what? You just got to keep doing it. Practice. I mean, but then you look at this other crap that's out there. You go to an art gallery and there's like one big red dot in a big wall. And that's art. And that's art. And that's the whole, I could do that, but yeah. I probably, I probably would make it a swastika. <laughs> and, and, and that, and that person, it's like a million dollar piece on the wall and it's, oh, kill, yeah. it kills you. You're like, wait, I came here, paid money to go see that. Yeah. You know, you're like, know. So, but if that person was pressed to do, uh, you know, a caricature drawing, they probably could. So just because they put their red spot in the middle of the wall still makes that art too. I, I don't disregard uh, modern art per se that doesn't look like anything more than a child could do. They take a buckets of paint and they just splash it up on the <laughs> canvas and they go, okay. <laughs> look ten, at me, I'm art. Ten yeah. million dollars. Put it up in the Guggenheim Museum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So enough about my lack of artistic ability. What's next on your list? And fi- well, second to finally, because okay. this is five. In and out. <laughs> what is? Oh, In and Out Burger. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? In and Out Burgers. <laughs> okay. I that want you one. Have In and Out Burger where you are. No In and Out Burger. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you have your things. You've got whatever you guys have. Do that. We got what you. You had five guys. Now we've got that. You know what? Five guys sucks. I'm sorry. (laughs) For the money. For the money, I don't think it's worth it. 
I like the free peanuts, but yes, I see what you're saying. It's not in and out, that's for sure. Yes, you can get a beer there, but I mean, the floor's greasy and sticky. You have to go get your own drinks, and you spend, you know, you're, you're like 11, 12 bucks into a, a burger, fries, and a drink. And you, can, you have to get your own drinks. Is that a deal breaker for you? Well, you know, here's the thing. I can go to TGI Fridays or Applebee's or any of those places and go get drinks. Or, I mean, go get a burger, fries, and a Coke for less than 10 bucks. Okay. And they'll serve it to me. And free refills. And they'll, yeah, and they'll bring me my drinks. And like at uh, Ruby Tuesdays, they'll give you free fries until you can't eat fries no more. Gosh, good job, Paula Dean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I just feel like, mm, I don't okay. know. I mean, you can go to Outback Steakhouse, go get a burger there. I mean, a huge burger for eight ninety five, Right. And they'll put whatever you want on the darn thing. So I'm just like, I don't know. Okay, so In-N-Out is a tasty burger, and it's a California or now a Western kind of icon yeah. place. So we do have that. So, yeah, you're right. You should be jealous of that. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I might, I might be getting one in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> oh, come, okay, good. I was going to say, not coming to Florida, but all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, great. Good for you. Uh-huh. All right. Here's my last one. I know you have one more, yes, but I, I have mm-hmm. the last one. And I'm, and here again, it's my vanity and, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I am completely envious, jealous, whatever you want to call it, of people who can eat anything they want and not gain weight. Oh, yes. What's wrong with these genetic freaks of nature that can eat whatever they want and not gain any weight? And, oh, I try and try to gain and I can't do it. And it's just, ugh. And I know it's ridiculous and it's superficial and I should just get over it already. But damn it, those people piss me off. I'm just so jealous. Yeah. I'm with right? you. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, like there's nothing to be wrong about that. So, yeah. Amen, sister. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yes. yeah. No, I my, and that's and the sad thing is that's my number one jealousy thing. How is, ridiculous is that? No, you know, I, I totally understand because in fact be, that was kind of on my list originally and I crossed I changed it to the girls thing. <laughs> but it, originally it was uh skinny the that whole idea of being skinny because I've never really been like thin, thin. I've yeah. always had a tummy. Right. Type thing. I mean, even in boot camp, uh, there's pictures of me, and I was like a, a size 30 waist then. And I still, I, I was ne- I never had that, you know, uh, six pack abs. Yeah. And that's, I think, what I'm like saying. I, man, I wish I had six pack abs. <laughs> <laughs> Words that have never been used to describe me, you know, waif like. Yes, uh, yes, I know what you mean. Quiet. Uh... <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm stout, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Portly. you have that built like a fire plug kind of thing. Yeah. I have it too, so I get it. But you know what? Here's the one nice thing about that kind of a stature is that when you do add a pound or two, you, you hide it better. <laughs> wow, that's a justification if I ever heard one, but well, I'm going to go with it. Well, sure. Well, no, but I mean, for like me, if I, the difference between you know, yeah, you gain weight, but you don't gain weight in the same way that like a skinny person gains one pound and it's like (laughs) yeah hell i gained seven pounds over the course of one weekend so i definitely know i can hide it well (laughs) a a, a girl who eats a burrito and looks like she's pregnant (laughs) i mean come on (laughs) you're right i guess yeah those people are cursed 
So, oh, uh, yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it looks like they have the alien from that movie, Aliens, in their stomach. In their stomach. All right. Did you have one more thing you were jealous of, or are you done oh, being yes, jealous? Oh, yes. My celebrity okay. crushes. Oh, you're jealous. What does that mean, though? Huh? I, well, I can't be with my celebrity crushes. Oh, okay. It's like Zoe, but are you- like Zoe Deschanel. And is she dating anyone right now? Like, have, who is that? I have no okay. idea. I should know, right? You should know, right? If you're going to be a jealous boyfriend, you got to get the names of the people she's going with. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that she's not because she didn't, she hasn't tweeted or Facebooked about it. And I do follow her. And it was her birthday yesterday or the other day. So that's what we good stalkers do to our celebrity crushes. We follow them. We do. I mean, you know, well, I guess I could go. Ah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Celebrity. Okay. You're, all right, you're jealous of celebrity, but would you really? I mean, would you really want to date a celebrity? O- only if I had the money to do so. Right. See, so if you're <laughs> so I don't think I financially that, I could be able to do that. Like, and of course, Angelina Jolie is going to come up to you or whomever, okay, and say, "No, Judd, I just love you for who you are. I don't care about your money. I don't care about any of that. Let's just oh, be together." Wait. Here, here's a great example. Lisa Loeb, who I think is adorable. Yes. She was on MTV, had a show. It was either MTV or VH1 of quite a few years back. Go, you know, she's looking for looking for love. Yes. And I watched the show, and I and I was thinking, man, I wish I could be on that show. I would love to sweep her off her feet. And then I watched the show, <laughs> and I still like Lisa Loeb, right? But and maybe the way that they, um. The editing. So they edited and told yeah. the story. They didn't paint her in the greatest light. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't feel that she was. You know, it's it's like you know you're really picky, and then they she went on dates with guys who definitely were not within her scope, and it was almost like a, a show to have a show in a way. Yeah, 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 and, and, and I'm sure that's probably true. And, I mean, let's face it, MTV and the Jersey Shore people, they're not about the most reality in reality TV, but yes. And, and the nice guy kind of, I felt like, got the shaft, and... Right. I don't know. It was just, there was some weird stuff with that show. But I still like, I mean, I follow her on Twitter and Facebook and stuff as well, and, you know, she does good music. Here's a reason to be jealous of women, then, because I think, I think you're right. I think... Ordinary day-to-day gal mm-hmm. could enter into a relationship with a George Clooney, a Brad Pitt, a whomever, um, Bradley Cooper, a Vince Vaughn. Let's see, let's name all my celebrity crushes, mm-hmm. an Anderson Cooper. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, I think an ordinary gal could enter into a relationship with one of those celebrity guys, and it would work, or could work, in a way that the man who's an ordinary guy, his day-to-day doing his job, and this. You know, hooks up with Angelina Jolie just to walk the red carpet at night and go out on dates. I don't think that's going to work. I think that was just that would just be too much pressure, and the roles that are assigned to men and women in relationships aren't going to accommodate that disparity of income and fame. I don't know. That's a total double standard in any it's fair. Completely is. I know, right? See, so I have something to be. So you do. <laughs> Well, that puts a nice little bow on the topic, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. Well, I think we did hit it pretty good on our, our set, uh, part of our Seven Deadly Sin series. Yeah. We did talk about it. We talked about a lot of stuff today. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. My, my mouth's tired. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, uh, me too. Shall, All we, right. shall we wrap it up? 
I guess so. Well, for TJ Talks, I'm Jen. And I'm Teresa. And we will talk to you later. Talk to you later. upset with just you know four more inches come on wow hey no one can be upset with four more inches Put up- exactly exactly <laughs> done <laughs>